Welcome to Season 2 of Strategize to Succeed, selectively applying the strategies which we discuss each week will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. Today's episode takes a slightly different approach. First, it is highly personal, and second, it is probably one of the most universal topics which we could consider. As you may recall, at the end of season one, I indicated that I would return to working as your mentor the Tuesday after Labor Day. If your calendar resembles mine, we are now focused on Halloween arriving in just a few days, rather than the end of summer. So, at the outset, please accept my humblest of apologies for going off the grid and being unavailable to you for the last few weeks as you endeavor to become more strategic in your thinking. I recognize that it is important to have a dependable source consistently available when you are in the process of shifting your outlook to a more productive way of life and I let you down. But before you judge, please allow me to explain. It was prearranged that at the beginning of September, I was going to move both my office and my home. And I had allotted for that activity when I advised you of our podcast break. What I didn't factor into the equation was that Hurricane Ida had different plans for thousands of people, including me. Without bringing out the violins, let's just say that I was one of those who faced significant damage and challenges as a result of Ida. The move was eventually completed, but the problems were not over. Notwithstanding having received good reviews and my having used them successfully a few years earlier, my moving company not only caused significant damage to my transported property, but they also, apparently intentionally, removed numerous items from my possession. Suffice it to say, subsequent remedial action is still being reviewed. With all of that happening, For a brief period of time, I felt incapable of both guiding and encouraging your strategic efforts as your mentor. However, I am going to try to make up for any temporary sense of abandonment which I might have caused you. First, the 15-minute no-charge telephone conference will be increased by 5 minutes up to 20 minutes through the end of 2021. That's a 33% increase in time for us to work together to help you stay on track with your plans. Second, within the next two weeks, your mentor will be reactivating our Strategize to Succeed Twitter account at Strategize Today. In it, we will offer added information and tips to help you in your journey to success. And third, I invite you to email me with any suggestions you have 
for your mentor to further support your future efforts. Now that I have provided the personal aspect of this episode, I would like to spend some time discussing with you the framework for making an effective apology. According to MindTools, a statement of apology is comprised of three elements, an expression of remorse for the action taken, an admission of responsibility for undertaking such action, and an effort to make amends for the effects of such action. Each of these aspects found in a worthwhile apology encompass their own strategy, which is intended to help both parties. Why does one express specific remorse for the actions in question? Of course, it is important to take responsibility and to be accountable for your actions. But also, the recipient of the apology has a need to know that the erring party not only feels badly about the misdeed, but it is also equally important that they know and feel badly about making the other party feel badly. Frequently, apologizers focus on making themselves feel better by the act of apologizing. What is often overlooked is that a significant function of an apology is to be sensitive to the recipient of the apology and to help them feel better. The second aspect of a helpful apology is the admission of responsibility. This is not to say that one should take on the weight of the world and apologize for the part that others played in the activity. The intent is to acknowledge your singular responsibility for that specific portion of an action which you caused to impact negatively on someone else. The acknowledgement of an error is just the first part of an effective apology. The second half is the action of making amends or trying to correct and make up for the earlier bad behavior. The key to making amends is that you are not looking to do that which is most convenient or helpful for you. Instead, your focus should be on the injured party and doing what they would like to have done. And if you don't know what that action is, ask them what you can do to make the situation better and then follow their lead. Don't rewrite the outcome to accommodate your convenience. When about to make an apology, first consider why you are making it. Oftentimes, during daily interactions, an individual views an apology almost as a reflex action. And on such occasions, perhaps as a brief incidental contact with a stranger Uttering a quick sorry as an apology is really all that is warranted. It reflects a matter of civility and generally polite behavior in society. However, the more complicated apologies are those given to people we know, whether family, friends, or business associates. In those instances, an apology must be given prior thought because there are matters of character 
integrity, and even self-respect at hand. How an apology is conveyed can determine the state of the relationship in the future. You are signaling whether that relationship will last and become stronger, or whether your haphazard apology shows a disrespect and a lack of care for its path and continuation. How an apology is conveyed can determine the state of the relationship in the future. You are signaling whether that relationship will last and become stronger, or whether your haphazard apology shows a disrespect and a lack of care for its path and continuation. Ultimately, an apology reflects on you. Do you think enough of yourself that you can own up to your flaws and become a better person by correcting the harm done by them? And are you able to show respect for the other party by recognizing and addressing the slight made towards them? With that framework in mind, I now ask you to consider my apology with which we started this podcast. Note the elements included and how the apology reflects both on you and me, and then the potential for the future state of our relationship. I do recommend that you note my inclusion of the requisite elements of an effective apology, and further, that you will appreciate the respect in which you were held as reflected by the efforts offered to make amends. Hopefully the sincerity with which these measures are presented will bode well for the strength of our future relationship. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember your application of strategic decision-making approaches can result in more beneficial outcomes for you, both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?